With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode on Thursday night after the two games which completed Game Week 12. Alexander Mitrovic scored his 8th goal of the campaign which spelled the end of Steven Gerrard's reign as Aston Villa manager. Elsewhere, Danny Ward picked up his 3rd clean sheet in 4 games plus all 3 bonus points in Leicester's 2-0 win over Leeds. The Game Week 13 deadline is on Saturday at 11am UK time which is 90 minutes before Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool kicks off. On today's episodes, as always, quick Game Week review... We'll finally welcome a new member to the 59th Minute Club, update the watch list, answer 10 questions from Twitter and take a look at captaincy and potential transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A quick review of how Blank Game Week 12 went for me. So like a lot of people, I took a minus four going into the game week to get myself to 11 players. Sold De Bruyne for Captain Salah. Again, like a lot of people, didn't work out. But I think that was a logical decision before the game week. Also sold Madison, who was suspended for Trossard for the hit. Very annoying to see Trossard hit the crossbar. But again, overall, given that, I only had 10 players, took the minus four, so Trossard returned three, so really only lost a point on that one. And again, I think it was worth the gamble on Trossard with such a good fixture against Nottingham Forest. So overall, transfers didn't really work out, but that happens over the course of the season. Hopefully, transfer or transfers this weekend will perform much better. And again, Salah is probably going to stay, so hopefully he does the business against Nottingham Forest. 57 points, minus 4, which was enough for another green arrow. I think I went up about 150,000 places. Six green arrows in a row, so hoping to keep that run going until the World Cup. Sitting at around 500k now, not quite inside it just yet, but hopefully be in there by Monday. 22 points from the triple Newcastle defence. That was the longest second half of football of my life. Kept checking the scores was just waiting for the painful Everton goal to go in. Thankfully it didn't, and Trippier and Botman got their bonus points as well. So that was initially the plan. When a wildcard of game week 8, I was always eyeing up game week 12 for the triple Newcastle defence. It was good to see that come off. Nico Williams with a very welcome six-pointer just when we needed him. Zaha got eight at half-time in that Palace game. He had one foot out of my team, but then the goal might just save him. I'll talk more about him when it comes to the question section. Not sure what to do with him now. Do I take the points and run, or do we stick with him with the good fixtures? Mitrovic also with a six-pointer. And then there was blanks for Captain Salah, Doherty, 
Trossard, Andreas and Tony. So again, blanks for quite a few of those players. But again, Trossard hit the crossbar. Andreas put in a very good performance again. There was a there was a corner for Mitrovic, which was cleared off the line, so could have had an assist there. And there was a very good free kick by Andreas as well, which was very well saved by Amy Martinez. So on another day, we're looking at points for Andreas. He's by far and away the best cheap 4.5 million fifth midfielder. So good chance I'll just hold him for the whole season. Ivan Tony also put up very good XG numbers against Chelsea. Lots of very good chances. Again, just wasn't his day. Quite happy to hold Tony for another game week or two. Also, after a quiet few weeks in the 59th Minute Club, the guys who are already there get to see a new face from Brentford. Welcome Frank Onyeka, who got himself a 59th Minute substitution and a one-pointer in game week 12. A couple of notable mentions here this week. Kukurea just about made it to 60 to get the clean sheet points, so very fortunate if you owned him a minute earlier and it would have been a one-pointer. Darwin Nunes on the score sheet, but frustrating for his owners. 56 minute substitution, so only five points there. And Leon Bailey, 57 minutes, yellow card, big fat zero pointer. So, as always, at the weekend, keep an eye on those clocks and be sure to tag me in a tweet if you see someone getting the dreaded substitution. A watch list update now. Players removed. First of all, just two this week. Raheem Sterling, rotation concern, quite expensive. I do think Mason Mount is the best Chelsea attacking asset. But overall, Graham Potter just scares the life out of me when it comes to FPL in terms of rotation. We've seen it again midweek with, again, a lot of the defenders getting rotated. Sterling didn't get significant minutes either. So I think there's much better options who should get more minutes than Sterling between now and the World Cup. So not going to go there. Philip Billing is also gone from the watch list. Just a player I don't really ever see myself buying, especially when there's Solanke there as an option. Again, I'm unlikely to buy any Bournemouth players at this stage between now and the World Cup. So Billing's gone and unlikely to buy Solanke either, but he does remain on the watch list. Players added, the obvious one, Darwin Nunes. Frustrating to see him come off before 60, but great goal and had a lot of chances in that game. It just seems to be the case when Darwin plays, he hogs a lot of the Liverpool chances, and that's reflected in the numbers as well. So maybe not great news for Mohamed Salah when Darwin's on the pitch, but hopefully we'll see both of them combining over these next couple of game weeks when the fixtures are good. So Darwin, to me... With Jota injured, he's a very attractive option. I think he'll get significant starts over the next four game weeks as well. So if you're looking for a new striker, I think Darwin Nunes is right up there as one of the best ones. Now, don't think I'm going to be able to work it myself because I need to prioritise getting Foden, getting Saka. Quite happy to keep Tony, happy to keep Mitrovic and Haaland's obviously going nowhere either. So Darwin, great pick. If it works for your squad or if you're wildcarding this week, I think you'd be one of the first names on my team sheet. Three players added from Manchester United as well. Diego Dallo, clean sheet against Tottenham. Always good for bonus points if we keep a clean sheet. So he's a good cheap option if you're looking for a new defender for the next couple of weeks. Bruno Fernandes, question about him later. Fantastic performance against Tottenham. Crazy stats, nine chances created. And six goal attempts. So good to see him back on the score sheet. So I'll talk about him a little bit more again later. And Marcus Rashford. He is on and off the watch list like a yo-yo this season. I don't know how he blanked in that game. If you haven't seen the highlights, go watch them. Rashford had some amazing chances. He just 
a lot of the time he just goes for power. If he just had a bit more composure, I think he would have a lot more FPL points this season. But very positive to see him getting into those really good goal-scoring positions. So we've we've been saying it all season, even before the season started, he could still make a mockery of that price tag, and he's, he's certainly shown the right sign. So if you're looking for a cheap midfielder, Rashford is a very good option. So that is the Watch This update ahead of the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Time to answer the Twitter questions now. Thanks as always to everyone who sent them in. There was over 80 questions on the Twitter page today. Picked out 10 of the best. It was quite a lot of questions that were repetitive, in particular about the likes of Manchester City and Arsenal assets. First one is from Love Yours. For Game Week 13 only, if you were to pick just one, who would it be between Foden or Saka? So a lot of people have this scenario. I also don't own either player. I really want to own both players again as soon as possible so I can get one of them this week for a free transfer in place of Trossard. Trossard was always going to be a one-week punt because he's got Manchester City this week. Do I go Saka? Do I go Foden? Or do we go both for a minus four is the question a lot of us are asking. So the question here was for Game Week 13 only. So in isolation, who would you pick for this Game Week only? So Foden has Brighton at home. And Saka has Southampton away. So on fixtures, Manchester City at home against Brighton. I think I'm going to back that one. I just Arsenal have been fantastic this season, but I think Manchester City are a level above. So for that reason as well, I think go for the player from the better team. Foden just absolutely on fire this season. Hat-trick potential as he's shown already. Both are really, really good options, but I'm just slightly favouring Foden this week. So if, if I end up getting just one I think it will be Manchester City because it just I think it makes sense to get back to triple Man City as quick as possible. It makes sense to do the same with Arsenal, but I think we need to get to triple City first of all and then follow it up shortly afterwards with triple Arsenal also. So Foden gets my vote on that one. Question from Steve F. Is Salah and Zaha out for Foden and Saka a worthwhile play even for a minus four? Steve also says, or do I just do one with a free transfer? Or could I even roll my transfer? Very torn at the moment. So I'm in the exact same position. I've got Salah. I've got Zaha. And I really want these two guys. So what do we do? I certainly don't think we should roll the transfer. I think you should definitely get one of Foden or Saka this week. And in that scenario, if you don't have Trossard like I do, I would probably lose Zaha for one of those guys and just keep Salah because Salah's got Nottingham Forest. So I don't think it makes any sense to lose Salah before that fixture unless it is 
you know, to enable other things. But I just don't think if you bought Salah last week or if you've had him for a few weeks, I think you've got to keep him for Nottingham Forest and then maybe you can reassess it if he doesn't deliver in that one. But I'd be very surprised if he didn't. So absolutely get one of them for a free transfer. And I'm quite open to the idea of a minus four, even if it means losing Zaha. I know some other people might have the likes of Bowen. There's a couple of other players at a similar price, maybe Mason Mount. I just think Foden and Saka, two of the best picks in the game. And I like the idea of just getting them in, getting it done, and then just focusing transfers elsewhere for game week 14. So at the time of recording, it's Thursday night. It looks like both Foden and Saka are going to rise in price by the time you've you've heard this podcast, by the time you listen to it. I'm undecided on which one to go for. If I go for just one, I might end up going for two. So when I'm undecided, I don't usually act on the decision. So I'm not going to let the price changes impact my decision. If they both rise in price overnight, I don't really care. You know, funds are not an issue at the moment with lots of good value picks. So I'm just going to leave it until Friday, take all the information in in the press conferences and probably make a decision Friday night as I usually do. But at the time of recording, I'm probably leaning towards... Foden's the priority, so I think Trossard to Foden will happen. And I'm leaning towards getting rid of Zaha as well for Saka. Just getting it done, that was kind of the initial plan. Even though Zaha scored and the fixtures are good, he's annoyed me more than anything over the last couple of game weeks. So I don't know if that goal is going to be enough to save him from the chop. And like I said, I just like the idea of getting as many City and Arsenal as possible. I could end up going for a Jesus then or a cheap defender the following game week. So Foden and Saka, very much my priority this week, and leaning towards the minus four. A couple of notes here on Zaha. The Crystal Palace fixtures are good. Like I said, they've got Everton, Southampton, West Ham, and Nottingham Forest. So I think it's perfectly viable to keep Zaha as well if you pick them as a long-term pick because of the fixtures. He should continue to deliver you know, decent points over those four matches. I just would always back Saka and Foden to outscore him. And also, three of those Palace matches are away from home. And five of Zaha's six attacking returns this season have all come at home. So that's in my thinking as well, that Zaha has been much better at home. I think that goes for Crystal Palace overall. The home performances have probably been better. So looking like Zaha is going to go for me. But again, need to give that a lot more thought after the press conferences on Friday. Question from FPL Odo. Who should I transfer out, Mitrovic or Tony, to accommodate Jesus? Or should I just go for the Arsenal defender instead? FPL Odo says, I'm pretty set on the Martinelli-Saka double-ups. Yeah, absolutely. I think Saka and Martinelli is the first two Arsenal players you should look to get if you don't already own. The question is then, where do we go for the triple-up? Do we go for Jesus, who's having a pretty good season? Do we go for Ben White, who's excellent value? Saliba and Gabriel are really good options as well, with probably you know a lot more goal threat than Ben White. Although Ben White has been getting you know forward more in recent times, so hopefully we'll get some assists there. Ramsdale still an option as well, and goal we shouldn't ignore him. So for me, I think with Jesus, I've got Tony again. Good performance against Chelsea, so I'm still confident of points from Tony over the next few weeks. I'm quite open to just riding it out to the World Cup with my current strike force, Hala and Tony Mitrovic. So for that reason, I'm probably going to lean towards defence for Arsenal instead. I've got Cancelo, I've got Trippier, I've got Botman, 
and I've got Doherty as well as Nico Williams. So I like the idea of maybe Botman out for for a Ben White for for that cheap good value Arsenal defender. I do love Jesus as well. Just think he's been fantastic this season. I think he you know he has the potential to score well over the next couple of game weeks as well. So for me at the moment. It's probably going to be a game week 14 decision. Do I go Tony to Jesus or do I go someone like a Botman to Ben White? And at the moment, to me, the defensive move makes more sense, especially when I've got Doherty and he might be a rotation risk from time to time as well. So it would be nice to have that extra bit of you know solidity in my FPL backline. In terms of Tony as well, the fixtures for Brentford are Aston Villa, who are without a manager, Wolves, Without a manager, although I think the caretaker is going to stay in place now until after the World Cup. He's done okay. And then it's Nottingham Forest. So the fixtures are good for Tony. So I'm going to find it very hard to sell Tony for Jesus when he's done well for me and he's got the fixtures. So again, that's why I'm leaning towards the defence. And in terms of Mitrovic, I just don't think you sell Mitrovic. Eight goals, very reliable. And the next two, next two fixtures are Leeds, who just got beat 2-0 by Leicester, and Everton who are you know, not a very good side either. So for me, the strikers I own, I don't see any reason to sell them. So I'll probably look to get an Arsenal defender around game week 14. Question from FPL Composer. Darwin is looking good. Excellent underlying numbers. and expected minutes seem better and great fixtures. Is he worth going for now? So yeah, you already know my answer to this one. Covered it in the watch list. Really good option. You know, slightly concerning that he did come off before sixty. I think there was some talk that he was he was feeling his muscles at half time, so they just took no chances. Just as a precaution, they took him off. So keep an eye out for comments from Klopp on Friday before you pull the trigger on buying Darwin. But I mean, if there's no comments, I would happily go and get him. So I don't think there'll be any issues there. Liverpool fixtures: Nottingham Forest next, great Leeds, Tottenham, and Southampton. So three out of four. I think in particular are very good for attackers there and even Tottenham you know didn't put up much fight against Manchester United in the most recent game week either so Liverpool I am going to back them to score well at least in attack over the next four game weeks question from Ugly Wolf has Bruno Fernandes become an FPL option again short answer is yes but I think when you go into it a bit more detail I'm not going to read too much into one game because Tottenham were very disappointing. You know, they really did have an off day. So how much can we read into this Bruno performance and this Manchester United performance? I'd like to see a little bit more consistency from Bruno. At the end of the day, he is 9.8 million. He only has two goals, one assist so far for the season. But again, them numbers were promising. Nine nine chances created in one game is insane. Six goal attempts. We know most of his goal attempts are pretty speculative at times anyway. Fixtures for United. I don't love the fixtures because they've got Chelsea next, which puts me off right away. But after that, it's not too bad. West Ham, Aston Villa and Fulham. So Aston Villa and Fulham in particular, give me 15 and 16. If you want a short-term punt on someone like a Bruno, I think it's absolutely fine. But again, Bruno to me is still, it's a bit like Sterling, around that 10 million price tag. Quite hard to fit them in when we've got the likes of Salah, Haaland... Harry Kane and those guys and you know a few people have expensive defenders as well so at the moment it's still a no for me on Bruno but let's hope he emerges if not over these next few game weeks at least after the World Cup to give us another option in midfield. Next question is from George Butters over the games between now and the World Cup who's the better option Zaha or Mason Mount? Chelsea's fixtures 
are not great. Manchester United, Brighton, Arsenal and Newcastle. So, I mean, United, Arsenal and Newcastle in particular, three teams very capable of shutting teams out. Chelsea haven't exactly been smashing the goals in under Graham Potter. So I think I would stick with Zaha rather than moving to Mason Mount. Or if you're on a wild card, for example, and you're trying to choose between the two, I still would go Zaha on better fixtures and also guaranteed 90 minutes, also penalties. Mason Mount, we've seen him rotate it already. World Cup's coming up soon as well. So yeah, I think Zaha is the pick over Mason Mount, even though Mount's been very impressive. I just like that guaranteed minutes for the Crystal Palace man. Question from Captain FPL. On a wildcard game week 13 strategy, would you still recommend double Newcastle defence? I have Trippier and I'm thinking of adding Botman. I don't think I would. Uh, Obviously, I was very happy to get the triple clean sheet, but Newcastle have Tottenham and Chelsea uh, in two of the four games between now and and gimmick 16, so I probably wouldn't double up at this stage given those fixtures. I think Trippier is probably enough. Question from Schlist. The Threemium Dilemma. In order to reinforce the rest of the team with the returning Arsenal and Manchester City picks like Saka, Foden and Cancelo, one of Kane, Haaland or Salah has to go. Which two are your best bets until the World Cup break? So for me, Haaland is a given. Always a given. Never will consider selling him unless he gets injured. Question is Kane versus Salah. So I'm slightly biased here because I own Salah at the moment. He's got Forrest next and I haven't owned Kane all season. So I'm going to say Salah, but I think it's a pretty close call because Kane has been so, so consistent all season. I wouldn't read too much into that Manchester United result. You know, I expect Kane to you know, be back in the points and back in the goals pretty quickly. So it's a close call. But looking at the fixture ticker overall for the next four game weeks as well, Liverpool are higher. You know, they've got better fixtures, slightly better fixtures than Tottenham. So for that reason as well, I'm going to go for Salah. But like I said, I am biased because I already own him. So think about that one yourself. But yeah, it's very close. But certainly Haaland has to stay. Question from George Buller. Considering a wild card and my strongest team when taking into account current form is about 4.5 million under budget. Is it advisable to do this or should I look to use the cash? So usually what I say to people when they're building a wildcard squad is I think it's a good idea to try and ignore your overall budget when you're putting the team together. And if you arrive with 0.0 in the bank when you build the team you want, or in this case, if you've got 4.5 million in the bank, I think it's fine. Some people feel uncomfortable about leaving cash in the bank, especially, you know, four to five million. But if you think you've got the optimal team for the next couple of game weeks and there is four or five million in the bank, don't spend it just for the sake of it. Because got to remember, FPL priced these players in July. And now we're now in October, heading towards November. I think a good example is Mount and Sterling. You know, Sterling's about 10 million. Mason Mount's about 8 million. That doesn't mean Sterling's the better FPL pick. At the moment, Mason Mount is, is the pick. So you don't pick Sterling over Mount just because you've got extra cash in your bank. So don't don't spend it for the sake of it, is what I would say. And it's always handy in the future for, you know, if, if a, an expensive player like a Bruno does emerge, you've got 4.5 in the bank. Easier for you to get to him from someone like a, like a Trossard price bracket, whereas most of us probably won't be able to go there because of our current spread of cash. So if you do have 4.5 in the bank and you're 100% happy with your wildcard squad, 
absolutely fine to leave cash in the bank. Question from FPL Hit Taker says, I'd love to hear your thoughts on a wildcard gimmick 13 draft. It seems like loading up on Arsenal, City and Liverpool would be a good idea. But what are the best three picks from each team? Yeah, a lot of people are wildcarding in game week 13. If you still have your wildcard, I think 13 is the time to play it. The ideal triple up, I think, from City is Cancelo, Foden and Haaland. That's pretty straightforward. At Arsenal, Saka number one, Martinelli number two. And I've put Gabriel Jesus here as number three, but it's unlikely you'll be able to afford you know, these three triple-ups that I'm mentioning from Liverpool, City and Arsenal. So, Jesus, in an ideal world, if, if budget's not an issue, but I think someone like Ben White is a great enabler. And then at Liverpool, I would have no hesitation tripling up on Liverpool on a wild card because the fixtures are good, especially Nottingham Forest next. So, Trent would be in, Darwin would be in, and I'd still be happy to go with Salah as well. So, again, like I said, you're not going to be able to have all nine of those players. So, maybe... You go Ben White instead of Jesus, and then it's going to be tricky probably to keep Salah if you do go for Darwin and Trent, so maybe Salah does have to go. But yeah, certainly Cancelo, Foden and Haaland would definitely be in my wildcard squad this week. So best of luck to those of you who are wildcarding. I hope you smash the next four game weeks. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Captaincy and transfers now for game week 13. After Captain Salah blanked in game week 12, it feels very nice to have Mr. Haaland back, Mr. Reliable, Brighton at home. To me, it is an easy captaincy decision going back to auto-captain Erling. He will 100% be my captain this weekend. There is other options out there if you fancy it. Salah, Darwin... Trent against Nottingham Forest, very good fixture, but that is an away game. And then elsewhere, Foden and De Bruyne, always options. Darwin, if you fancy it. Saka, Harry Kane plays, I think, Newcastle. And Tony and Mitrovic have decent fixtures this week as well. But I think if you own Haaland, you should captain him. If you don't own Haaland, I think you should get him and you should captain him. I just think it's a no-brainer on the current information we have on this season and given that it's Brighton as well. Transfers for the weekends, like I said, I want Saka, I want Foden. I think Foden will definitely come in for Trossard. The question then is, do I sell Wilfred Zaha for a minus four to get Saka as well? One thing to note as well, Arsenal were playing in Europe on Thursday night, which I completely forgot about. That was that game that was postponed uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
Saka did play and he's now got a yellow flag. And now I haven't seen anything about an injury in any tweets. So that's something again, just keep an eye out for that on Friday. If you're looking to buy Saka this week, read into that first to make sure there's no issues there. There must be something when he's got a yellow flag. So let's see what happens there. Hopefully that flag just disappears on Friday. So like I said, I'm just going to let the prices rise tonight, Thursday night, and then think about it a lot more Friday night and then decide whether it's just Foden or whether it's Foden and Saka coming in. I'm certainly not going to sell Salah before Nottingham Forest. Best of luck for Game Week 13, everyone, and I'll talk to you again on Monday to look back on the action and to preview Game Week 14. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general, where you'll get extra podcasts, live streams, and a team reveal before each deadline. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Athletic.